on the road again just can't wait to get on the road again the life i love is making music with my friends Hello and welcome to this episode of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast, still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And yes, we are still continuing our series of stories from home because guess what? There is still nobody out there really traveling. Tonight, we're talking about inspecting what we expect. Thanks for listening. Hello. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. In the words of leadership guru Douglas Satterfield, inspect what you expect. And no, this is not another quote show. Last January, I posted my 2020 resolutions. Of course, I had the typical eat less, move more be kinder, be gentler, all that good stuff. But I also put up about five travel-related resolutions, and they were get out a bit more in the evening, especially when traveling alone. Number two was create and post at least one travel-themed video. Number three, add a little bit more to the family trips. Number four, actually, this is more of a mandate than a resolution, but I am no longer allowed to bring home souvenirs from my trips. And number five, do a better job of monitoring my travel reward programs. So most of the personal resolutions, the wheels came off by late January. And the travel resolutions, uh, I don't know if they're faring any better or not. And that's why it is time to inspect what I expect, especially if we head as we head into the second half of 2020. And I believe that 2020 and probably all of time will fall into one of two groups, uh, PC pre-COVID and PC post, maybe not. Uh, How about uh, BC before COVID and AC after COVID? So the first one was get out a bit more in the evening, especially when traveling alone. You know, when traveling with others, the tendency is to head to a local sports bar or brew pub or something, watch a game, have a couple drinks. When traveling alone, the local brew house can easily become the first step in a 12-step program. Before all this corona hit this year, I really didn't spend a lot of time traveling alone. I did travel. I made it to uh, Albany, New York, Rock Hill, um, Connecticut, Sarasota, Jacksonville, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Atlanta, Georgia, Fairfield, New Jersey, and then one quick trip into Valdosta. Out of all of those trips, the only real out-of-the-ordinary evening excursion was in January when a group of us went to a Gladiator hockey game. Um, I did download the Eventbrite app to use in conjunction with Yelp and Google reviews, but as you could well imagine, there's not a lot of events being scheduled. And I actually looked in on Yelp and Google the other day, and my last posted reviews on both of those sites were probably mid-March. So again getting out a bit more in the evening, especially when traveling alone, really haven't had a chance to completely embrace that one. My second travel resolution was create and post at least one travel themed video. I still have the GoPro, still have the drone. Both of them are locked up safely at home. (laughs) My best guess is that I will probably take less than 10 flights between now and the end of the year. So most of my trips will be via car. 
which makes it a little bit easier to pack the drone. As far as the GoPro, I usually have it with me. I just don't have enough foresight to pull it out. And maybe I'm just uncomfortable walking around with a camera on a tripod. Matter of fact, I still have a ton of videos uh, from our Niagara Falls trip last year, safely stored on the SD card inside the GoPro. Who knows? Maybe I'll film uh, packing for my next trip as I pull my suitcase out of the closet, which I have not been inside in the previous two months. Or the other thought was maybe place a can of beer in each room of Chateau Relaxo and uh, strap the GoPro to my head and do a kind of a beer crawl around the house. Who knows? Third resolution was adding a little bit more to our family trips. Uh, typically, we do a lot. Most of the time, we kind of head out from a, a base camp each day, so to speak, and just kind of explore and roam around antique stores, those kind of things. Uh, a couple day hikes here and there, but I think we, this year we really wanted to try to do more, I wouldn't say life building skills, but do do something that has some carryover into our everyday life. At this point, we've only been on one trip, and that was to Savannah, where we attended the 700 Kitchen Cooking School at the mansion on Forsyth, where we prepared a Southern-themed feast, starting out with Savannah Red Rice. Main course was shrimp and grits and winding up the meal with a fresh berry crumble with wildflower honey. We covered this adventure in episode 71 with the CEO, and that's really been our last, pretty much the only trip this year at this point. We've done a couple little jaunts around here, not just basically getting in the car and driving someplace. We do have a, a bike ride planned this weekend up and down the West Orange Bike Trail. Number four was the mandate, not so much the resolution, but I am no longer allowed to bring home souvenirs from my trips. I could be 70-30 on this one, maybe 60-40, and this one was completely inspired by the Marie, Marie Kondo uh, tidying up when we went through uh, my dresser drawers and found just gobs and gobs of uh, t-shirts with various states and cities written on them. And then as we moved in to clean up the kitchen, there was maple syrup. There was just stuff that I had brought back from local food delicacies. So while I haven't brought home any T-shirts from Hudson News or any local food items, I have brought home some really good bourbon and beer. So uh, that's, the, that's why I'm probably 70, 30, 60, 40 on keeping that resolution. But, hey, that resolution really probably benefits everybody, not just me. Number five was the biggie, do a better job of monitoring my travel reward programs. Well, guess what, folks? There's not much to manage with travel because there hadn't been much. Year to date or basically January 6th through March 14th. I've had eight flights, uh, 23, 24 nights in hotels, split pretty even between Hilton and Marriott. Like I said, not a lot to manage. My strategy for credit cards for 2020 was to use the same two that I've been using, the Chase Southwest Rapid Rewards and the American Express Hilton card. Most everything at Chateau Relaxo goes on a card. Typically, the first part of the year, we use the Southwest card. Everything that is except for hotel stays, because when I stay at a Hilton, that Hilton card pays me anywhere from 10 to 12 points for every dollar. And we have charged some absolutely crazy stuff on the credit cards. We have put vehicle down payments. We have paid for semesters of college. We actually put a roof on the house in South Florida before we moved. Here's my financial life tip. 
all of these cars carry very hefty interest rates, no matter how good your credit score score is. Most of them are over 20%. They're rolling the dice that you're willing to take the, uh, the benefit of those points and they're willing to take advantage of you on the interest rate. No matter how many points you get credited to your account each month, you will never get ahead if you are carrying a balance at 22% interest rate. That's my financial tip of the day. Take it for what it's worth, but I can just, I'm here to tell you, if you don't use those credit cards, like a debit card, when you buy something, go home and transfer and pay it, you will not get ahead. You'll have a ton of points, but when you look at what those points cost you, uh, it's definitely not worth it. When it comes to the Southwest credit card, I've said this time and time again, I almost sound like my dad with repeating myself, but the only reason to have this card is for the companion pass. And that's where a companion flies free whenever you do, whether you pay for the ticket or you use points, you check a little box and the companion gets on the plane with you for free. Uh, except for taxes, it's probably 11 bucks to, for them to get on the flight. To earn the companion pass, there's two ways to do it. The first is 100 flights. Not realistic for me. And that's 100 flights in a year. And the other is to earn about 125 points. And between using the Southwest card, which pays double points for flights, we typically can use, we usually hit companion pass by late June, early July. Uh, so it's always, uh, it's always kind of the advantage, the card that we start the year off with. I stopped using the Southwest card in March. Talk about that in a second. But just to show you what my run rate looks like, my average points for January and February on the Southwest card was right about 18,000, maybe 20,000. So would have hit that 125,000 required points for companion pass again by June or July. My May point balance came in yesterday or day before. It was a total of 630 points. And I think most of those came from Hulu and some of my fancy boy subscription services that I use. So a huge drop off from 18 to 20,000 down to 630, making it very, very tough at the rate I'm going to hit companion pass for 2021. That being said, Southwest really did step up their reward program to support this lull in travel. The first thing they did was extend my A-list preferred status from December of 2020 all the way to December of 2021, which is great. Uh, my companion pass, instead of expiring in December of 2020, is now good through June of 2021. So that gives me an extra six months. And the third was Southwest deposited 25 qualifying flights into that required 100. So I'm sitting at right around 33 flights. I'm still not realistic to hit 100 flights this year, especially, like I said, I don't think I'm going to fly maybe 10 flights between now and the end of the year. But what they did was they did give me an extra 25,000 points towards that 125,000 required Puts me at right around 64,000 going into the sixth month of the year. I think if I do everything right, we should be able to get the companion pass for all of uh, 2021, hopefully by November or so. I'm just going to have to kind of rethink my strategy. So like I said a second ago or a minute ago, we had kind of moved over and gotten away from the Southwest card and had been using more and more of the American Express Hilton card. Here's the reason. 
Uh, Hilton came up with a new program. Uh, and again, these cards, it's all based on points. That's the only reason anybody has any of these cards is to get the points, which you can convert into something of value. So what Hilton did was they started giving you three points on just about everything that you purchase, six points on fuel, and here's the biggie, 12 points on grocery store purchases. So Chateau Relaxo, we have five adults living here, two dogs, and we have been sheltered in place since mid-March. As you could well imagine, those 12 points at the grocery store have added up really, really fast. So that's the reason. When it came to the Hilton Honors Reward Programs for loyalty stays, they were probably one of the first change to do any change to do anything for the people out there. I hope to get Robbie Morris back in here. We can talk a little bit about the strategy behind that move and how it affects a lot of the travelers. We do have a little bit of travel news, believe it or not. Here's a question for you. What's the difference between a Jeep and a rental car? There are some places you can't take a Jeep, but you can take a rental car everywhere. So a lot of people don't know this, but Dollar and Thrifty Rentals are actually owned by Hertz. And I will give you three guesses as to who filed for bankruptcy last week. And your first two guesses do not count. If you said Hertz, you are correct. As you can well imagine, the demand for rental cars has decreased significantly in the last 60 to 90 days. There are some great rates. If you need a car for vacation, now's the time to do it. But in the eyes of Hertz, it's time for a fire sale. So on May 20th, Business Insider reported that more than 20, 20 of the yellow and black striped 2019 Chevrolet Corvette Z06s were on sale at Hertz's very own car sales website. The Z06s were part of the Hertz 100th Anniversary Corvette Edition Collection. 100 Special Edition Z06s made especially for Hertz and the customers that wish to rent them. And I've seen this because it's a nice-looking car. I see they usually have one at the Atlanta airport. Uh, Probably not designed for somebody of my uh, size. But the Z06s had a limit, you'll love this, of 75 miles per day or 525 miles per week. Each mile over that incurred an extra 75 cents per mile charge. These things, like I said, is a fire sale. They are priced right around 60,000, well below the 80K that this car seems to be fetching on the outside market. As a bonus, these cars are painted bright yellow, which means the only two things you can see from the International Space Station is the Great Wall of China and these Hertz yellow Z06s. As of the afternoon of May 27th, there was only one of these left. So if you need a mid-crisis Corvette, bring that spare $63,000 to the website and you can own one. There has been all kinds of talk about what hotels and what hotel stays will look at in the coming weeks, months, and even years. A friend of mine recently took a business trip and he reported back that the pool and fitness center were both closed. The breakfast area was brown bag style only, so no more square eggs, uh, which is kind of sad, but he said that's the reality of it. In the pre-COVID episode 70, I talked a little bit about how Hilton's digital room key, which is built into their app, came to my rescue one evening when I left my hotel room key securely locked in my hotel room, and there was a big tour bus at the front desk when I tried to go and get a new room key. Uh, I believe the digital room key is going to become more of the norm. Uh, Marriott even recently announced that most of the properties not equipped with a digital key would 
be equipped by or retrofitted by May 1st. Guess what, folks? That didn't happen. This date has been pushed back. But I think that's going to be one of those things that's going to become more and more the norm. Some of the other things I think that you're going to see besides the stepped-up cleaning practices and other visible changes around a hotel, hotel rooms will uh, not be equipped with any more of those free writing pens that were so prevalent that my uh, dry cleaner as well as uh, airline flight attendants love to receive. That's a life tip. Grab those hotel pens or not anymore, but uh, flight attendants are always in need of a pen. They love it when you come on board and hand them a, a couple free pens. There will be packages of disinfecting wipes everywhere inside the room. Of course, you'll have the signs about social distancing. There'll be sanitizing stations strategically placed around the hotel. It won't surprise me if your TV remote will be in a bag with some kind of a sticker on it saying that it's been cleaned. And I think that you're going to see, sorry about this, Marriott, but I think you're going to see hotels moving back to single-use toiletries instead of those wall-mounted tubes of that bacterial-infused shampoo. They put a bill through, uh, I think it was in California, but they got a bill up into Congress about trying to ban single-use toiletries for hotels, probably one of the stupidest bills that I've ever heard of. I think people are going to be packing their own toiletries with them anyway, so... The last bit of travel COVID news, next time you visit a restaurant and the bill seems a tad bit high, look at the receipt and you may see something along the lines of a COVID-19 surcharge. Establishments are passing some of their additional COVID costs along to all of us. Nothing wrong with that, folks. We're all in this together. Do our part. Try to support local retailers. Try to support local restaurants. Of course, do it in safe. And uh, be careful, but just be aware that, that somebody's going to have to start uh, paying for all the extra cleaning. Every time I go into Publix, there's somebody wiping down uh, shopping carts. or somebody wiping down handles on the freezer section and all. That, that costs money to do. So this last little bit I came across, uh, this is from Blue Mountain Community College. I probably should have vetted this on Snopes to see or even check to see if there is actually a Blue Mountain Community College. Whether there is, whether there's not, they put out a memo to employees for April 2020. And I think it really says a lot about what we're in right now. The first one is you are not working from home. You are at your home during a crisis trying to work. Number two, your personal, physical, mental, and emotional health is extremely important right now. Take care of yourself. We've talked about that in the past, just like on a plane. Put the mask on yourself first because if you're no good, you can't help anybody else. Number three, you should not try to compensate for lost productivity by working longer hours. We've talked about this as well. Uh, the CEO has fallen victim to this as well, trying to work extra hours. Number four, be kind to yourself and don't judge how you are coping based on how others you see others coping. And the reverse of that, be kind to others and don't judge others and how they are coping based on how you're coping. And I think number six, this one's probably the biggest one. Success will not be measured the same way that it was when things were normal. So again, that comes from the Blue Mountain Community College, which may or may not actually be a college in Boardman, Oregon. And one last quote, if you think you're upset, just try thinking about T-Rex trying to drink a martini. Well, that kind of wraps it up for today, folks. I keep wishing to tell everybody to travel safe, but nobody's traveling. So let's just stay safe, stay positive, and thanks for listening.
hey, wait a second, don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again.